hello person. Uh, <laughs> I can't call you that. It's going to be very hard. So I'm going to say like, hi, Kyle or whatever. And then you'll just like say who you are, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll go through questions. Um, here we go. Welcome to the Voted Least Likely Podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur after spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown and losing all confidence in myself. I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely Podcast. So hi, Kyle. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> um, so obviously lots of people listening are going to know who you are, but for anybody who doesn't, can you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Kyle. I have a screen printing business in Chinatown, Gastown-ish area. Um, that's kind of what I do. We also live together. It's <laughs> another thing, I guess. Uh, and uh, so how did you get started with your business? Not with how we live together. <laughs> how did you get started with your business? <laughs> Um, well, I think, I guess you started your business, well, you started your business well before me, but, um, you started to give it a serious push, uh, a little before, um, and as far as, I don't know, I, <laughs> I just, I had a job that I didn't particularly enjoy the, uh, environment or people there. Uh, so I was just looking for some way to get out of that. Um, you were doing a business. I had always assumed uh, starting a business wasn't uh, something you could just do. I assumed it was, you know, you'd, I don't know, go to school or learn how to be good at something <laughs> first. Um, yeah, we both skipped that step, which is a bit of a problem, but. Yeah. I mean, you'd obviously been doing it your whole life. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought, why not, <laughs> I guess. Um, and then you kind of gave a push in that direction as well. And then uh, we both managed to clear jobs within a few months of each other and uh, become very, very poor. <laughs> and um, you said you had a job before that you didn't like. So, like, transitioning out of that, what was that like? Um, I mean, it was mostly good, mostly positive. I, uh, there wasn't really anything about the job that I liked. <laughs> a few people in the office that were, were good, but, uh, few and far between. So, uh, leaving it was pretty easy. 
<laughs> I haven't really, definitely haven't missed it or looked back fondly in the years since. Um, but not having a paycheck is, uh, that was a bit different. It's still. <laughs> I miss that so much. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's something that's, uh, you don't realize how great it is until you don't have one. Yeah. And you don't know until you do it. That's yeah, that's really it. Um, do you remember, like, was there sort of a defining moment when you knew you could take the leap full time? No, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I, um, uh, when I was still working at the office, I, uh, just, I paid another shop some money to go and print some shirts for myself. Uh, so that was the first time I'd ever screen printed something. I was probably maybe six months before I quit my job. Um, it wasn't like a lesson necessarily. It was just someone who wanted to make like an extra 50 bucks after work, uh, kind of showing me <laughs> how it works. Like off of you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think it was very legit. <laughs> the shop was definitely closed. No one else was there. I think they were just looking to make an extra few dollars. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I'd still argue I don't entirely know what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, it was, um, I don't know, it just jumped right in, I suppose. Yeah. Do you regret, like, when you look back at that now, do you regret not, um, maybe having more formal training or do you regret doing it that fast or do you think it all, the timing was right on that? Um, I just regret not saving more money at the job. Yeah. It would have been nice to have some money when I was starting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, sure, it would have been better to know what I was doing more so out the gate and have more equipment and have a proper place to work and stuff. But I, uh, I can't actually see a situation where that would have actually happened. So yeah. I just wish I'd had a, a little more cash in the pocket. Well, and we definitely made it work at the beginning. Like, I don't think people realize that there was a time when you and I were both working from home and screen printing has a fair bit of equipment involved. So you were screen printing in the room. I was running the jewelry business out of the room. We were sleeping in the front room and then that changed and I took over the bedroom. You were printing in the front room. We were kind of sleeping in the kitchen. <laughs> and then eventually it got to a breaking point. And I mean, just the size of equipment that's required for what you're doing is just not ideal in a one bedroom apartment. And also probably not ideal that we were sleeping beside chemicals all the time. And yeah. also, you know, I love you very much, but you know, there comes a breaking point where <laughs> every relationship has its limits. And I just feel like that setup was, was not sustainable in any way, but I don't think no. people really realize, like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't want to say sacrifice because that, I mean, that is part of it, but you kind of just have to make it work with what you've got. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how else we could have done it at that time since we both were sort of leaping at the same time. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And I mean, the apartment's like 600 square feet. So it's not like a big apartment and Vancouver is an expensive city. So it's yeah. not like you can just go rent, you know, 
you can't just go rent a small studio or something like it's yeah. just, uh, everything's expensive so yeah it's tricky. <laughs> um and for the printing like it was uh you generally need a dryer to cure the shirts to make the ink set so it doesn't wash out um but that's a very big piece of machinery and it requires special electrical and stuff so there's no way to have that in the apartment so i'd have to print the shirts position them on the floor or around the house wait for them to air dry enough that you could stack them and then from there i'd have to run them down to our laundry room and run about 20 shirts through the dryer at a time uh, to set the ink which uh, there's very few inks that you can even do that with. Most of them only set with high temperature. So tried doing it in the oven for a while too, and then smoke oh, alarms would go off. I forgot about that. Yeah. The shirts would come out smelling a little weird. <laughs> I think the neighbors must have wondered what was going because I was also meanwhile hammering away <laughs> in the bedroom on jewelry. So yeah, yeah. yeah. not not the ideal setup. So obviously it's evolved a ton since then, but what do you think was like your biggest growing pain? Um, I don't really know. I mean, just finding customers yeah. is uh, uh, tricky, can be tricky. Yeah. Um, it's easy now because they just, they seem to find me. So it's, uh, Whenever that transition, I think it's when I moved from uh, uh, Hastings and Clark to Gastown. That seemed to be when that uh, switched over to having to like reach out to people every day to just having to answer emails that were already coming in. And you were just cold calling thing. before that? Yep. Just, well, yeah, emailing, cold emailing. Yeah. And who were you contacting? Uh, just bands, mostly bands. Um, yeah, play music. So like I yeah, have a decent number of acquaintances out there, yeah. and then uh, they would tell their friends and stuff. But mostly just looking up what shows are happening next month, and then just emailing every band playing a show in Vancouver. And, uh, someone get back to you finding the right size band because if they're established then they probably already work with someone they're a right. big band and they want more than you can print and dry out of an apartment uh, so it's just finding kind of like people starting up but a lot of them still order good contact did you feel like were you nervous about the size of band if somebody if it was somebody bigger did you like imposter syndrome is something I think everybody who has a business deals with, but did you find that or feel that when you were <clears throat> trying to get? I feel clients? that with uh, every order I do. Okay. I <clears throat> assume um, I'm just going to give them the shirts and they're going to like fall apart in their hands or whatever. Mm -hmm. Complain. So uh, with bigger bands, the issue is just usually um, getting colors right. Right. Because uh, they're, they're, they're bigger, is they're usually, important. not always, but they're often a little more particular. I feel like there's, well, it goes either way. Once they're bigger, they either 
don't care at all because all it is is something that they're selling at shows. They don't really care. Right. Or they, they care a lot. Um, for me, I feel like when I started the business, kind of when you were saying like I got really serious about it, it was definitely realizing that it's so much of it is a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've had to change your mindset on I don't know. I just feel like I'm so different than I was at the very beginning. And it was a lot of it just realizing that I had a lot of work to do on just my outlook and being positive and stuff like that. And just getting routines in place. Do you, did you feel like you had to go through a mindset shift at all? Um, I think probably, I don't know specifically how I always just assume I can figure stuff out. So yes. Most of what it's been is just figuring stuff out. Um, That's the thing that, like, that confidence, I've always been so envious of that. Like, it's not that you're confident that you think you know, it's that you just seem to have this unshakable faith in yourself that you will be able to figure out the answer. So did you have that before starting the business? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that must be nice. I've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just always been able to figure yeah. stuff out. So it's, uh, well, it's definitely coming cool, handy for cool, me. It's easy. <laughs> I said it's definitely coming handy for me. You figured a ton of shit out for me along the way, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just always been a thing. I don't know. Yeah. In school, that was just, you could always figure stuff out. That yeah. Made it easy to the point because, you know, you didn't have to pay attention in school and just figure it out when, you know, stuff is due. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, but that also uh, kind of teaches some lazy habits and stuff. And mm-hmm. In fact, I just stopped going to school. It's probably one of them yeah well if you're not challenged anymore then I think that's a huge part yeah um we've talked before about how like 80 percent of business if not 100 percent, really is problem solving so obviously that skill of being able to figure things out comes in handy um do you enjoy that part like do you like the problem solving part of business um just depends when it comes up I don't like, I like planning my time for the week. And if anything knocks me off that plan, I get irritated with yeah. it. So just depends if it's, if it's problem solving due to an unexpected issue. I don't necessarily enjoy it. Right. <laughs> it's because I want to get back on schedule and finish whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing that day. Um, if it's just like, I don't know, like starting the business and trying to figure out how to register your name or that kind of stuff, like that's, I don't mind doing that. Like, yeah. Just yeah, stuff that you need to do and are planning to do, just figure it out. It's yeah. Enjoyable, I guess. So, what stresses you out then? Um, well, with screen printing, it seems common for things not to go to plan. <laughs> like, so many little things can just go wrong, or like uh, 
just the screen doesn't quite work or you're mixing the ink but the recipe is not quite right or you order shirts but they don't send you the right shirts right. or someone's supposed to pick something up in the morning so you're waiting for them and you find out they're not coming till the afternoon and the right. stuff you're doing in the afternoon is you gotta like swap your day around kind of thing um so all those things can be stressful and do you really uh, just try to get ahead at a schedule so when those things happen because they happen every single week then you're not at least and that's how you deal with stress on. then you think is just by preparing yeah probably what is your biggest failure you've ever had in your business i'm smiling as i'm saying this just because i feel like there's so many failures, not specifically you. I just know that there are so many failures in having business in general. So if you had to choose one. Um, I don't know. Everything's order-based. So, I mean, I've definitely had orders that didn't work. Yeah. Um, can't, I can't think of like a specific example. I've never had anyone like, straight up return anything or anything like that but there's i find it it's usually like color issues some mm. colors not right and they complain about it so you just you know, give them yeah you offer to they can return it for a refund if they want or just have it for cheaper and they always are happy with it it's cheaper yeah. um it's that kind of stuff but i mean I don't really know. It's nothing's gone outrageously wrong that I can think of or remember. It's just lots of little things that constantly go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're really selling it. <laughs> um, what in that, like, just with all those little pivots and stuff, like, what do you think has been the most surprising thing that you've learned? Just the I mean, I think just that like anyone can do it. <laughs> yeah. Again, I found there was you know some more requirements. To yes. Getting started. Um, and then just maybe like every time move studios a few times. Every time I've moved into a more expensive space, I've started making more money. Yeah. So I think there's something there. Just uh. Do you think that's a mindset thing or do you think that's just a growth thing like the actual physical capacity that you can you can take on more orders or both? Maybe maybe both. I think part of it for me is most of my traffic comes through Google Maps, I think. So I feel like every time I move I get like a new demographic finding me. Right. So I think that's part of it. But I think yeah. Knowing your bills are more that you need to make more money is a good motivator and just having more space and be more organized it's easier to do more yeah when you were starting did you have any outside doubt like like anyone in your life that was sort of doubting what you were doing and let you know um probably but no <laughs> one that told me I, uh, <laughs> I don't think I really ran it past any of my family or friends. Yeah. 
I, you know, I probably doubted <laughs> that it would work. Yeah. Again, I thought, you know, there's more to it than just starting a business. But. Yeah. Well, there is a lot to it, but yeah, it's, it's not, it, it, I know what you, you mean. You do all of it the first day. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think, and like when we were talking about the imposter syndrome thing too, or kind of feeling like, um, like you, when you were saying that, you know, when you give an order out and you're worried it's going to fall apart, like that part never really goes away. Like, I think people don't realize that you do just do these little incremental things every day, but you have this lingering bit of doubt or worry and, you know, you're the one driving the whole thing. So it's just like, it all comes down to you, but yeah, I think you do kind of just have to approach it like you're better at that than I am because I will think of everything all at once and get overwhelmed easier and you're more methodical and able to just do the next thing that needs to be done at the time it needs to be done and just get it done. Um, and I think, you know, even if you go to business school on that, if you lack that ability to break it down like that, it's just going to be really hard to make enough progress. And, and I think make enough progress so that you see the momentum yourself and, kind of keep yourself going once you see it working <laughs> at some point it starts clicking <laughs> a lot of people that go to school too they learn how to do something and then they think that's the only way you can do it yeah so, that's that the last point. job i had there was everyone there except me uh was educated and um but just everyone was so set in their ways of like you know well my teacher us this is how you do yeah. this or that or whatever yeah it's fine but if that doesn't work then you should probably try something else yeah and if you don't have this the practice of trying to figure it out then yeah you won't even know to look if you were to start over now would you do anything differently like we kind of talked about the timing but just the actual tactical getting started like yeah i'd probably do all of it different it would just depend on uh, money I <laughs> I would yeah. definitely buy different equipment out the gate if I could have afforded to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Everything just, I, I think, comes out of money. Like if I had the money to get a bigger space right from the start, I would have been great. Yeah. Maybe taking out a loan or something to just kind of get everything going at the same time might have been good. But it also it took, uh, took a couple of years to get like steady customers. So yeah. that might have been the worst plan to do you think i'm just curious because i think about this a lot with mine knowing everything you know now with how hard it is and just how long it takes to kind of get going if you knew all of that before starting do you think you would have started yeah because i would have just assumed that i figured it out faster and do you like how do you measure success like are you successful I think I'm successful for the stage that I'm at, maybe. But, like, if you compare it to another shop or something, like, it's, mine's just a tiny little nothing compared to, you know, the shop down the street that has multiple presses and staff and <laughs> offices yeah. and stuff like that. So, it's hard to say, but I, uh, I'm making a livable wage, I guess. That would be a uh, sign it's working for now. Yeah. So if you like, if you were talking to somebody who 
you know, has something that they maybe want to try and they're not sure what advice would you give that person? Um, I don't know. I would just tell them to just do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Give it a go. If it's something you can do on the side, that's probably the smart way to do it for a while. Yeah. Um, just because if nothing else, you might just realize you don't enjoy it. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you ever got? I don't really know. I mean, just you are probably encouraging me to do it. Wasn't necessarily advice. Suggestion or push in the right direction there, but it's probably just uh, just getting going. It's kind of the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah, just do it. Can you think of bad advice that you got? Like the worst advice you ever got when you were starting? I can't think of anything specific, but every person that you talk to about having a business tells you what you should do. Yeah. Um, but from my experience, none of those people have a business or any idea what they're talking about. So yeah. um, most of the advice you get is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, depends on things like when you were doing markets and stuff, at least you were around people that had businesses. So there's mm -hmm. potential for good advice from people that are actually mm -hmm. doing the same thing as you. But it's just like friends and family that have uh, never attempted something like that. It's, yeah. Uh, typically helpful or often it'll be like someone that like has a hobby and they're yeah. like oh i know how to run a business like i yes. this thing i do once a month sometimes for fun yes no money yeah yeah it doesn't quite translate <laughs> no. not the same thing it's just hard because sometimes people just want to help but it's it's unless you do it and i mean we didn't know anything before starting and i mean we still don't know a lot but it's really hard. And I've had friends, you know, or family members who, you know, maybe they watch a lot of Shark Tank or something like that. So they'll kind of ask you these questions with these acronyms or something in this sort of business lingo. And I might not know what the business lingo is, but I, I don't think, I don't agree with what they're saying necessarily, even though some people, and in the industry too, some people have all the terms down or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they know what they're talking about or that they know how to apply what they're talking about I find that's another one that often people have all the jargon but when it comes to actually putting it out there and making progress and then showing results it it's it kind of speaks for itself <laughs> as far as like how much they really know tactical wise but yeah I I struggle with that like do you compare yourself to other people and you find like sort of just that imposter syndrome we talked about um, you feeling that based on your own performance, but do you find that you compare yourself to other people in your industry? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I don't know that many people in my industry, so it's not many people I, I'm personally comparing myself to, but yeah. even just like going into a store and seeing shirts that are printed, I can just always grabbing them and stretching the prints and yeah you always get your hands all over that stuff yeah just trying to see you know if there's something i did wrong the other week or something trying to like find that out in the world too just to see if other people make the same mistakes. Yeah. yeah and do you ask for help when you need it do you think um probably not enough what's something that you kind of know that you have to improve on and you've been putting off 
or an upgrade you have to make that you've been putting off? I mean, there's lots of equipment upgrades that I've uh, been putting off just because I can't afford <laughs> to, to do them. Yeah. Um, but that will never end. There's always going to be equipment that yeah. is better than I need. Uh, certain print things, I've just... I'm much better at printing now than I was when I started, but just can definitely always get better. Getting a better studio, getting a studio that's not in a sketchy alley. Yeah. <laughs> so I can comfortably have someone come work there and not worry about how they're going to get into the building. Yeah. Uh, so those things, and then there's uh, marketing stuff, I suppose, too, that you're usually i'm always uh, nagging you about that you gotta get that freaking email list going yeah and the social media people want to see your beautiful face yeah. on social media although it is very impressive that you've been able to build as much as you have while not messing with any of, the, any of that stuff so you, you may be onto something but still yeah. people want to see want to check you out before yeah well, i mean i know those things would help it's just uh i feel like at my current I'm just kind of maxed out on what yeah. I can do. So I feel like any of that kind of stuff that's going to ideally bring in more customers, I'm going to need more help. And uh, I just feel like I need to get a bunch of dominoes that need to fall in the right order, I guess, to yeah. kind of get to the next spot. Um, I obviously talk a lot about how there was a time in my business where everything was kind of falling apart. And then I, the thing that sort of popped in my head was if I'm destined to fail at absolutely everything I ever do, what would I do regardless? Like, what would I try regardless? So I'm not going to ask you that dark of a question, <laughs> but what, like what to you is fulfilling enough that you would do it regardless of the outcome? I don't really know. I I can't really think of any specific industry or job or anything that mm -hmm. appeals so much that I would do it regardless. I think it's just, I think the thing that I enjoy the most is just seeing growth in whatever it is that I am doing. Yeah. So I don't really know, but I think I could probably get that from in the right situation, like any yeah. business or job. Um, this has just been the first one where it's uh, it just worked out. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, where can people find you if they need to get something printed? Where can they find you where you're not on social <laughs> on social media? Um, all that stuff. Um, well, you know, the website's just unimpressedscreenprinting.com. Mm -hmm. uh, on uh, Instagram, I guess, but I only post a couple times a year. Which we're going to change soon, but... Yeah, uh, on Facebook, but actually the account got hacked, so I can't actually get into that anymore, but technically it's still up there, I think. Um, yeah, our studio's in uh, Gastown, but again, you have to go in through a gross alley, so I don't recommend Yes, yeah, so best to contact you before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you so much.
I'm going to link everything in the show notes that we talked about. And if you guys need anything printed or you want to find Kyle on social media to try and encourage him to show up there more often, I will put all of those links below. And thanks so much to Kyle for coming on the show and sharing a little bit of what it's like to run a screen printing business. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can. Judge less, less often, and never, ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.